you will more than, more than likely get to vote. This will be different. What this looks like will differ depending on your annual conference. I suggest calling your local church office where, you know, your office at the church you attend and asking for more information. Most churches either have, um, you know, resources, a website, or they're going to have meetings, um, or you can meet with your pastor and sort of discuss how your specific church is going to make these decisions. But what I understand is that most congregations will get to vote and that, again, these will be relatively soon because changes are coming. And there's a lot of conservative, um, traditional leaning bishops who are up for retirement. And the prevailing idea is that, you know, they are not going to be replaced by conservative or traditional leaning bishops, that um, more more liberal leaning bishops will be elected. So it's going to change regardless of if you stay or go. If you stay... United Methodist Church is not going to look the same. Um, so that's why most congregations will vote relatively soon so that you, as members of your church, get a say in what happens. Um, disaffiliation or leaving the UMC denomination will entail financial obligations. This is going to also differ depending on what conference you are a part of. Some conferences have pretty reasonable terms, from, from what I understand, and some are atrocious. It, again, depends on your conference. What does this mean? Well, if you're a bigger church with means, you might be able to absorb some of this cost. A lot of times this has to go back to um, what capital investments the greater denomination made in your church. For instance, a lot of times the land upon which your church is built was paid for by the United Methodist Church as a whole, by your denomination or by your annual conference. Perhaps the building was fundraised and paid for by the congregation, but the land itself. So um, also pertaining to this are issues about pensions for pastors and who funds those moving forward. Uh, and again, these terms differ from conference to conference. So refer to your local church, to your pastor for more information. Any decision is going to mean change. Even if you decide to stay, there's going to be change. The biggest change is there will be a change in membership. There will be people who say, if the vote goes this way, option A, I'm leaving. If the vote becomes option B, I'm leaving. They know this already. There's people who have been praying about this for a while because they are have been aware of this, and they've already made their decision. I've had people tell this to me personally that they already know what their decision is going to be. And then there's people who have been unaware, blissfully so, of this ginormous mess. And so you have to make this decision for yourself. But whatever happens, there's going to be change. Um, people we love and know and have worshipped and served alongside, perhaps for years and years, might end up leaving, depending on which vote, you know, how the congregation votes. And that's going to be difficult and painful. Um, you know, there might be people we've worshipped and served alongside that we don't even know what their viewpoint has been on these issues of leadership and human sexuality. And now we're going to know because a decision has to be made. And that's painful. Just as I said, this is a messy, painful, divorce-like process. And um, we just have to hold hold space for compassion for one another. Um, there might be a change in the way your church is led 
in the actual leaders themselves and who your pastor is. And with that might come a change in teaching or preaching or beliefs. Again, if you stay, more than likely you'll lean towards that liberal progressive side and maybe that's fine with you and your congregation decides that that's what you want to do. But just be aware, um, you might vote to disaffiliate because you don't want to risk that chance. Um, again, regardless, depending on who is in leadership right now, depending on the way in which your church has been, you know, living out the life of faith, there might be some changes there too. Um, change happens. We can't run from it. It is always disconcerting. It doesn't need to be scary. Whatever happens, we cannot forget that God is with us. And God will not let the church fall. God always will need us to call out the good news of Jesus Christ. So cling to those things, but be aware and be praying. So what do we do? How do we discern for ourselves? Pray, 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 pray some more. Study the word of God for yourself and then connect with people who can help you wrestle with the word in community or as in Bible study. Um, you know, there's a lot of interpretive issues that come along with understanding what God is saying to us through the Bible. And we have to take those into mind. So study God's word, study it in community, study it with people that can help you discern. Practice spiritual disciplines. Um, those are two, but you can also fast. You can spend time in nature. You can go out and serve and, you know, remind yourself that we're called to something greater and how wonderful it is when we get to serve others. Ask God for guidance. And then if you feel that guidance come, if you think you're discerning a, a word from God, ask God to confirm that. I often